Happy New Year. It's 2021 now. And I don't know about you, but I'm hoping for some changes. I mean, the government has restricted things, locked down. The economy was hurt. Education was hurt. The health system was hurt. Most things have shut down. Plans were canceled. And dreams died in 2020. And we want a lot of things to change. We keep waiting for change. Change that the government will do. To announce there's a change in the quarantine level. We wait to hear good news that the curve has been flattened. That businesses and schools can reopen. We're waiting for everything to change and go back to normal. Well, 2020 has gone. And people were thinking as soon as the new year comes, things will be better. Some people hope that in America they would get a new president and everything would be better. As soon as the vaccine comes, everything will change for the better. And maybe you want changes even inside your house with your own family. Maybe you're waiting for your siblings and other people to change. You're waiting for people at work who need to make some changes or your friends and neighbors or your church mates. Maybe you're thinking, I wish my spouse would just change. If my kids would just be more respectful. We always wish and we always want and we're always expecting the situation to change or other people to change. And we all want change, but sometimes we don't want to change. In John chapter 5, there was a man by the pool na 38 years hindi siya nakakalakad. And he, he asked, was asked by Jesus, do you want to be made well? Nandun na sa tanong ni Jesus is, do you want to make a change? Are you ready to make some changes? You see, friends, the biggest cause of our problems is ourselves. We think and act selfishly. and We want other people to adjust. We want other people to make the change. It's a common human being behavior. Yan ang mentality ng karamihan. It's ordinary. But this year, don't wish for just the situation to change or other people to change. You start changing. When you change, everything changes. You're either a conformer or a transformer. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, the Bible says, Offer your lives as a living sacrifice to God. And considering what He has done for you, it's only right that you should worship Him this way. Now, verse 2 says, Don't conform yourselves to be like the people of this world, but let God transform you on the inside with a new way of thinking. Then you'll be able to understand and accept what God wants for you, what is good and pleasing to Him and what is perfect. Another version says, stop imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. 
Don't be a conformer, but be a transformer. Yan ang title natin ngayon. The conformer, or the word conformity, means matching your attitude, your beliefs and behaviors to the group normals. It means to just go with the flow. Just go with the status quo. But a non-conformist doesn't just do what everybody else wants to do. Don't just spend your time, your money, don't use your body the common ways that most people do. Dare to live an extraordinary life. Dare to be a transformer. A transformer produces a drastic and lasting change. Transformers are revolutionaries. It's a fact that no success, or the Bible word is no fruit, without growth. And you cannot have growth without change. That means there could be some pain, some risk. It takes faith to change. And Romans chapter 12 says that this transformation happens through an intentional change or renewing of the mind. It's got to happen at the root level, though, not just at the fruit level. The Bible word for change or transformation is repent, and it means to change your mindset or your direction. We got to start thinking about what we're thinking about. Have you ever asked yourself, what was I thinking when I made that decision? When I bought that, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? What was I, I wonder what was going on in my mind at that time? Madalas, inisip natin, what was I thinking? And then, okay, forget it and move on. But we never stop long enough to really get an answer to that question. What were you thinking when you told a lie? When you cheated? When you fell into sexual sin? What was going through your mind when you said yes, despite you know it was the wrong choice? Anong nangyayari sa kaisipan mo? What was at the background when you got so angry, when you were offended, when you quit talking? It's important to troubleshoot the mind, to investigate and discover what is going on in the background, underneath the surface. Kaya sabi ko, at the root level, not just at the fruit level. You gotta start thinking about what you're thinking about. You gotta rethink how you think. Now, kung sabihin mo na, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Well, that's true. Sometimes we don't know why we feel the way we feel and why we do the things we do. We don't even sometimes know what we're thinking or what we're feeling. But I suggest get before God, lumapit sa Diyos, and ask Him as many times as it takes. Ask Him, Lord, what is going on in my mind? Seek clarity. Seek understanding. Tanungan mo kay Lord, how did I become addicted? Bakit may mga ganitong habits ako? What is the source behind this attitude? Why I'm so jealous or angry or hateful? Lord, why do I feel unhappy and unmotivated? Why am I unwilling? What is it, Lord? Search my heart. What am I really afraid of? What am I so worried about? 
You see, it takes humility to look into the mirror and to really admit that when I start to change, everything will start to change. James chapter 4, verse 10. Here's the secret. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Now it says humble yourself. That's something you have to initiate. You humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, not out of his sight, but with him in your sights, your vision, your eyes, your attention focused on his presence, on his word, maybe on his people focused with connections that God has given you to help you talk through these things. And it may take many times to get a better awareness of what is going on. But pray and, and, and it may take distractions and then you come back to the Lord and try again and seek Him and spend more time. But it will be worth it. Because if you keep thinking the way you used to think, you'll do the things you used to do. But when the Holy Spirit uncovers the root causes of these issues, the next time won't be like the last time. You'll be a transformer and not a conformer. You see, repentance is the doorway to transformation. Changing your mind will transform your life. Renewing your mind will transform you. And it takes humility, which is the doorway to repent. And when I change, everything changes. And it seems like that if everybody changes, then I'll change. But no, the truth is, I don't want to be an ordinary conformer. I want to be the one transforming and being transformed. If you think that if they change, I'll be happy. If my company policies would change, I would do a better job. If I made more money, I would have enough to tithe to the Lord. If those people stop gossiping about me, then maybe I'll have a better self-image. Or if they stop treating me that way, then I won't get hurt anymore. Madalas, we're praying for God to change the other people. But what we need to do is change on the inside of ourselves. God, change me. Let transformation start with me. In the story of the prodigal son, in Luke chapter 15, he, here was a man with two sons. At yung bunso na, he demanded ang kanyang mana sa tatay. He left his home, wasted his money, ruined his life, his reputation. Marami siyang palpak na choices. And he ended up not only in a physical famine, but a spiritual and a relational Famine. Taggutom siya. Nawala siyang layunin sa buhay. Walang joy. Walang direction. Now, maaring outside, pinapakita niya sa tao na, I'm okay, I'm happy. But inside, masakit. He was hurt. He lost his money. He lost his friends. And walang tumutulong sa kanya. Finally, he came to his senses. He, he was rethinking what he was thinking. And he began to speak to himself. And even, sabi niya, even the lowest paid workers sa tahanan ng tatay ko, they have it good. My father, I think he's really good after all. He's generous. I should go back. I will go back. And he repented. Ito ang kagandahan sa story ng prodigal son, yung process. Sa una, 
He got fed up. Nagsawa na siya sa kanyang lifestyle ng kasama ng mga baboy. He was lonely. He was poor. At napuno siya sa ganun na pamumuhay. He was dissatisfied with being purposeless. He hated living far away from God. He realized this is not the good life. And I think that transformation will come when you start to say, Tama na. Puno na ako. I'm desperate. Ayoko na ganitong buhay. Ayoko na yung buhay na walang bunga. I want something more. There must be a change that I could experience. I, want, I remember, I've been there in, in my life. May time na wala akong direction. And, kasi ayoko na yung uncertainty. Gusto ko ang buhay secured. Ayoko na mamuhay ng faith lang. I want na mayroong guaranteed. I wanted an easy and comfortable life. But I got dissatisfied with living outside of God's will. Hanggang sa the point na sabi ko, Lord, wherever you send me, I will go. Whatever na nais mong paggawa sa akin, I will do it. That whatever you have in store for my future, I will take it. I just want what you want. And you know, the, I, I ended up in the Philippines. And many years later, I felt it again. The Lord leading me to get married. Pero ayoko. I refused many times kasi maraming problema yan. Mahal pa. Uh, ayoko. I don't want to. And I knew that getting married would be hard work. I knew it would be a lifestyle change. I would have to adjust a lot. Die to myself. But really, I was afraid to make a change. Afraid to commit. Afraid of failure. But I got tired. I got fed up of running my own life my own way. And so when you get serious enough, when you get fed up with the old and serious about the change that you want to make, serious about your relationship with God, serious enough to work on your marriage and make things better, when you get tired of staying in poverty and debt and you want to turn over the management of your finances to the Lord, when you stop, that's when you'll start to forgive. When you're sick and tama na, ayoko na mamuhay ng depressed and sickly and self-pity. When you're fed up with trying to impress other people and you just want to start to please God. When you're fed up living for yourself, living a secret life of sin, then you can get serious to live for the honor of God. You see, when you know what to hate, you can love the things you should love. And being distant from God, hating that feeling, will lead you to want change. Jeremiah 29 verse 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you start to seek me with all your heart. So be fed up. And secondly, own up. That means take ownership of your own sin, your own faults, Take responsibility for the condition that your life is in. The condition of your own heart. You stop blaming and complaining and justifying your problems. If you have a hard time to admit that you are wrong, it's because of pride. Pride is the number one barrier that will keep you away from God. Humility is the master key to transformation. 
the prodigal son finally said, I have sinned. I'm going to go back to my father. And just like in Proverbs, no, I'm sorry, just like in Psalms chapter 51, verse 3 to 4, David said, I recognized my rebellion. It haunts me day and night against you and you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. So instead of saying, David said, I was the one who sinned. Maybe you have to own up to your sin. Sabihin mo, I was the one who got hurt. Hindi sinaktan niya ako. I got hurt. Hindi siya, he made me angry. No, I felt angry. I judged. I didn't forgive. That relationship was broken and it's partly my fault. I was selfish. I had unmet expectations. I was only thinking of myself. And you you own up, not to be condemned, not for condemnation, but for transformation. You see, repentance and confession are like a bridge to transformation. It reconnects you close to the Father. And the presence of the Father is the power for change. So be fed up, then own up. And number three, offer up. Offer up your life to God. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 said, In view of God's mercies, offer up your lives as a living sacrifice to God. The son returned to the father when he got a view of the father's mercies. How gracious his father was. Sa kanya lang siya bumalik sa kanyang ama and offered himself, hindi na bilang entitled son, kundi bilang servant. Sabi niya, I know I'm not entitled, but I see now the mercies of my father. It's clearly in view now. I offer my life to you as a servant. I need your grace in my life. Lord, I can't live without you. Instead of saying, give me, the prodigal son came home saying, make me. He needed to change his focus and view his father as good, as gracious and merciful. And number four is to look up into the presence of the father. Second Corinthians 3.18 says, with our faces not covered, don't hide from God, nor be ashamed to come into his presence. With our faces not covered, we look up to Him. One version says, contemplating Him, beholding Him, up close and personal, face to face, staring into the glory of God. The result is, we reflect that glory. It's like we reflect His image. And that closeness to God's presence, our attention on Him, it doesn't change him. He doesn't start looking like us, but it does change us. And we are transformed to start looking like him and acting like him. And more and more, the change of us growing into the mature character of Christ from glory to glory. Dito sa mundo, ang normal na response ng mga anak na iniwan ng kanilang mga magulang ay magtanim ng galit sa kanila. Tulad nila, 
ako ay iniwan din ng aking ama. Nung 10 years old ako, wala na kaming communication sa kanya. At habang lumalaki ako, sinisisi ko ang aking ama kung bakit ako hindi nakapagtapos ng aking pag-aaral. At hanggang sa nagkaroon ako ng galit sa kanya. Pero nang nakilala ko si Christ, binago niya ang puso ko. Tinuruan niya kung paano magpatawad sa mga taong nanakit sa akin at isa doon ng aking ama. Pinatawad ko siya. Gumawa din ako ng way para maipakita ito sa kanya. Katulad na lang ng pag-send ng messages at pagtag ng mga post sa FB. Hanggang nito-nito lang, humingi ang aking tatay ng kapatawaran at sinabi ko na I forgive him. Dahil sa consistent na pagpapakita ko ng love sa papa ko, di naglaon siya din ay nagpakita ng pagmamahal sa akin. Nagsesend siya ng mga messages, nagko-comment sa mga post ko. Di lang yun, nagbigay din siya ng mga gifts niya sa akin. Natutunan ko na hindi dahil ginagawa ng iba ay gagawin ko na rin. I can be different from others and you can too. Two thousand and twenty-one is here, but maybe you're thinking nothing's changed so far. Buckets, ganito parin ako. Don't be a conformer. Be a transformer. Magsawa ka na sa buhay na malayo sa Dios at aminin mo na na kinakailangan ng pagbabago at ialay mo na ang iyong buhay sa Dios upang igalang siya. At lumapit ka na sa presensya ng Ama kasi nandudon ang grace, the grace power to transform. To transform you into who you were meant to be. Happy New Year and I hope that this is the year of transformation for you. Let's pray together. Wherever you are, sitting at home, standing up in a group with other people, family, other people from the congregation, would you just pray together with me right now? Sabihin mo, Lord Jesus, kinakailangan kita. Kinakailangan kita. Pumasok ka na sa aking buhay. Tinatanggap kita bilang tagapagligtas at Panginoon ng aking buhay. Hindi ko kayang i-manage ang sarili kong buhay. Kayo po, Panginoon. Kayo po mag-manage ng aking buhay. Baguhin mo ako with your power, your Holy Spirit. Transform me from the inside out to be just like you. I pray, Lord, that as I offer you my life, bilang isang living sacrifice, that it will be pleasing to you, holy and perfect. Magmula ngayon, ako'y nagpapasya na sumunod sa iyong kalooban. Empower me for that and transform me. Start with me. Because when I change, everything will change. Thank you for you are the Savior. You are the transformer of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Happy New Year.